to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash. If you dream big dreams, give them wings. And Dale Hummel. Hey, Joe, you got the time? Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel, along with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. Ryan, it's good to, to hear your voice. Before we get into our current events, I do want, I would like to acknowledge our sponsor, Voxel Manufacturing. Their commitment to this podcast allows us to put this out each and every week. So we do appreciate that a great deal. On a product note, Ryan, I actually received a Voxel double blower a couple weeks ago. I am impressed, but more importantly, my crew says it is the best ever, period. The best. I would take your crew's recommendation for yours. I, I knew you would. That's why I put that in there. There is one thing that I'm even more impressed with than their recommendation. Do you have any idea what that might be? That we're now no longer at war? and No, 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 in uh, reference to the blower. Oh, no, I have no idea. Please enlighten me. No. China. Oh, God. Made in America. All of it is made in America. That's pretty important to me. <laughs> the most important. The most. Now, on to current events. There is a little bit going on, isn't there? We are a peaceful nation that is going to prosper and grow economically on the world stage. We are no longer at Wardale. This is the time to celebrate. And if you are a 20-year-old, my daughter, I believe, is a 20-year-old. She has never known when we were not at war, I heard, from Mr. Joe Biden. The 20-year-olds never knew life without war. See? I'm, I'm not buying into it. You want to know what makes me the most angry? What? Joe Biden screams the evacuation was an extraordinary success. I'm just confused with the definition of success. People falling to their death from an airplane wheel up? I think that he is confused on what the definition of his success is. Not you. Because in his own words, he said that we left 10% of our American citizens there. 10%? we, We talk about... Afghanistan soldiers that stood beside us, leaving tens of thousands of those there. We fully armed now the most deadly terrorist group on the planet. We just gave them the weapons, basically. Yes, we did. What about bailing on our allies and, and putting their, their people in harm's way? That, that was real popular. This morning, ABC put out a poll. And uh, again, I'm not a real big fan of polls, but I like this one. So it said that 85% of Americans said that we should retrieve every American from Afghanistan before leaving. And this poll also said that they, 73% of Americans said that we should not leave Afghanistan without all of our allies. Have they given a number of how many allies are over there no. that are literally going to get slaughtered? No, I, I, it is not good. And, and if they think if they, they really believe that the Taliban is not going to go after all these people, they've lost their mind. I, I don't know where they have to pretend that they don't know this is going to happen, but I promise you it's nothing more than pretending. It just isn't. Yeah, it's getting me. I, I don't understand why they just didn't lie. They lied about everything else. So why didn't they just lie and say, we got them all out? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think it's because they've got cell know? phones and they're, they're texting and calling reporters. So they, they could not do that. It Could didn't stop them from all the other lies about this debacle that they've had. So, oh, I mean, like. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think? It's, to me, basically, he admits that we've left Americans behind, not to mention everybody else. And this whole time, he's basically taking his victory lap, that we, we've ended the war, that he stood strong and he ended this war. I do not think strength is what he's shown here lately. Oh. He was came. He was told. Remember, somebody tells him what to do. We don't know who this is yet. I, think I want to know to who is angry. Oz. Yeah, I, I, that that is a question that I, I really truly want to know, and I, I don't. I want to know who Oz is. I'm serious. Like I'm the most serious. I need to know who is behind the curtain. Every time something comes up, we just talk about the hundred thousand that we got out the the biggest evacuation of history. Well, guess what? We did that in a matter of a few days. You know how many months we had we could have done this when we had air support, when we still had intelligence, when we could have gotten them out without any – I mean, there was no Taliban in Kabul at all. We, we could have gotten them out any time we wanted to mm-hmm. if we wouldn't have released the air base and all of our air support and all of our personnel. And I, I, it is unprecedented 
ignorance. And, and I don't know how else to explain it. I, I just think they should lie some more. I think it's great because like he clearly, I mean, he's now on record chatting it up with the former president of Afghanistan who has fled the country and like embezzled $196 million from what I understand. But anyway, and I, and I have that quote. I do have a question. Yes. When the president embezzled $196 million. So did he just have that laying around in cash and jewels or like, I, I, did I did he have not. to get this transferred? Because I just want to meet the bank person that said, oh, yes, Mr. President of Afghanistan. <laughs> sure, let me transfer $196 million to a different account while the terrorists are taking over our country. I heard people talking about it was cash. I don't know if they were joking or being sarcastic. I, I, I want really to know who has $196 million in cash just laying around. Well, we're hoping that between... Cherie and Daddy James, it's it's setting there, ready for the take. <laughs> I doubt that highly, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, yeah, like, anyway, that's side so. There, point, there's but- a there's a transcript between our president, Mr. Joe, and the Afghan president back in July that you alluded to. I have a I have a quote that came out of there. They have a actual transcript, word for word, of the conversation, and this is getting very little traction. Okay, Joe, Joe tells or, or speaks to the, the Afghan president, the perception around the world is that the fight against the Taliban is not going well. True or not, this perception needs to be changed, is what he's telling him. There is no question this president that we have knew damn good and well that, that the Afghan soldiers' government was all going to fall. He knew all of those weapons were going to be given over to the Taliban. All of this we knew about, yet we still waited to evacuate all these people. I'm so confused, Ryan. It has to be intentional because nobody is that ignorant. Impossible. I know that I'm like living free and hopeful and wishful and whatever, but like I'm thinking that surely there's some secret mission going on and they're going to like blow up all the weapons that we left over there. They're not really just going to let these people use them against us. No, yeah, I thought about that. Why, why wouldn't we be doing that right now? There's a reason that we won't do it. And there's a reason that we won't get a lot of these, these Americans. I back. mean, you can't like just blow up the whole country because they're Americans over there. No, but, but like, we could, we could send drones you, in to take out. Right. To take, take out, out the stuff that we left that they don't need but to we, have but access we, to. We can't. You realize why we can't? They have how many hundreds of hostages right now? We can't do it. And and they, they, they may keep those hostages indefinitely because as long as they have them, we can't go in there and do anything to them. It's, we, we could not have given the Taliban a more perfectly written scenario. We gave them everything and more than they ever dreamed they could have. I just, it's just so much. We, we've armed process. the most determined terrorist group on the planet, Ryan. We've given them sophisticated weapons that they can use against whoever they want. Think about their ability to survive this. We've been in a war with them for 20 years. And they're still, and not, 20 they're years, still here. <laughs> yeah. And, and in that 20 years, up until recently, their most valued military device was a horse. Now guess what they have? <laughs> We're in trouble. They survived with a horse what as a their, horse? their lead device. Yeah. With, with a horse oh, was their Humvee. And now they have Jesus. like 200,000 Humvees and some Black Hawk helicopters. Oh my God. And lots of rifles. They did that much with a horse. What are they going to do with all this this weaponized equipment that China and Russia is both going to come in and train them to use? It's it's terrible. A oh, horse Lord. to this, just like that, overnight. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, oh, Joe. You're great. And did you notice? I an, and still think this is a plot by Pelosi to become president. I'm just saying. There's something somewhere. The mainstream media is starting to say, oh, blame Trump. Trump put him in a bad position. Yeah, I'm we're, so we're sure they will draw up it. impeachment charges against Trump over Against Trump for this one. Yep, yep, yes. absolutely. And, and you know, and I mentioned this last time, and I, I did a little more research on it. We have military presence in 150 countries around the world. Why could we not leave 2,500 there, keep that base open, keep stability, and, and this would— not only ward off this as a terrorist hub, it allows us to, to, to send drones out to do whatever we need in that, that area. And, and guess what? It provides some quality of life for so many women and children in Afghanistan. But no, we, we not only, and I, I don't even want to make the argument whether we should be there or not. If we just focus on the, the ignorance involved in the backwards ass evacuation, that is enough 
that I go all the way. I skip impeachment. I go to treason. In my mind, in treason, I don't know what it, what it is allowed. It is a very serious penalty. I think I said this on Beyond the Circus or something. I don't remember. Like, they're not going to push impeachment because number one, no, it's not going to work, not. and number two, the Republicans really can't. I mean. I don't see how they can push impeachment when all they did was gripe for four years about Trump being impeached all the time. So true. I just don't think that works. You do hear Joe and the others coming on there and talking about how they're working with the Taliban, that they, they almost are putting trust and faith in the Taliban. These are the same people, Ryan. Did you see the, the parade of fake caskets with the American flag and the British that flag? Was what, yeah. And like it was all the countries. These are the yeah. people we're working with that, that, the White House, the administration is working with. I, yeah, I, I've never been so embarrassed in, in for our country since I've been alive. There is one thing. Remember, he kept sticking to that August 31st withdrawal. Right. He wasn't going to change that. He had a lot of pressure to, didn't he? Yes. He didn't. You know why he didn't? Mm-mm. And I suspected this all along. There's no question. The Taliban told him that if he was not out of there on the 31st, they were coming back on the offensive. And that little airport that we that had nothing, there was no way we could defend it. It wasn't it wasn't set up in that manner. So if we were not have been out of there, they would have taken us out. And they they have hell, they have look at all the weapons they have. They could have done it anytime they wanted to. But I think that was an agreement that was made. So so basically Biden allowed the Taliban to completely set the agenda, all of it. Completely cloak control the narrative from from beginning to end. And and I, I am confident they could have taken that airbase out anytime they wanted because of the weapons that we we allowed them to have. And that is why he was so panicked to get out of there on the 31st. And he even left a little bit early to make sure he was okay. The thing that confuses me the most about all of this situation is, like, it's all just a shit show. And there's no rational thinking, logical thinking that caused it to be a shit show other than something is super duper wrong in this administration. And they're convincing the vegetable that this is what he needs to do. But what I don't understand is, and he's getting a lot of heat. Like, if you believe polls, trust polls, whatever, he's like down to like 42% approval rating. And he was at like 54 last month. But so 42 still too still too high. I realize that, but I'm just saying, no one is calling for him to resign. But all of these retired military leaders and generals are calling for the Joint Chief of Staff, the Secretary of Defense, and the Secretary of State to resign. So why do they have to resign, but Biden doesn't? I don't understand any of it. I, I really that, don't. That no. makes no sense to me. No, you know, the most disturbing part of all this is Joe may believe what he is saying, and that may be the most telling and concerning of all, that he may truly believe this, this crap he's spitting out there. I, I don't know if he's cognitive enough to know that he's even lying. Well, that's what all the Republicans are saying. There's like one of two things. Either he's lying or he's so out of depth he doesn't know. And like neither is a good place to be for the leader of the free world. But, you know. No, and, and he's got us in a place now. We, we can't gain back the trust of our allies that we bailed on without even giving them heads up. Uh, we, we didn't end a war, Ryan. We gave us. We basically gave up a strategic position, fully armed the most this deadly terrorist group on the planet. It's only going to get no. worse. If anybody thinks that the, that, that the U.S. will not be targeted by the, the radical fraction of Islam, they're wrong. And now we've given them everything that they ever needed to be a serious player. I will say the one thing that Joe Biden has going for him, some bitch is lucky. Like <laughs> He's something. No, he is like. Think about this. Okay. So during all of this, like the past couple of weeks, think of how many other things have been there to distract the oh. media away from it. That's like luck. There's so many things right now. I haven't heard a word Ida, about the southern border in weeks. I mean. Because there's so much going on. Hurricane Ida, and to anybody, I mean, if you're in Louisiana, you're not listening to this, but my Heart goes out to all you people, and I, I hope that all the Livestock Show families over there are safe and their animals are safe because Ida was a bitch. But, uh, oh. but I mean, just like that, that takes attention off all the stuff that he screwed up on. I mean, he 
he gets lucky in the news cycles, but he does. I mean, you're right. That that was it's a very very terrible thing with with that hurricane, but it it pulled some heat off of him. I just think there is a master plan. Somebody, whoever behind the curtain, has a master Oz. plan. Oz. Oz knows, and we yeah. were, someday we need to know who Oz is because I I would I, just I, like I, for Oz to like send out like a you know a memo or something that like <laughs> just give us an idea what on. the big plan is what the what the larger plan is yes that's what yes, I would like. I hope there is one I hope it's a good one but I I, I am fearful there is not okay uh, let's let's go on to our our famous delta variant it's hitting hard the common sense approach backed by real science clearly shows that no form of mitigation including masks lockdowns Nothing is going to stop the Delta variant, period. It's that contagious. Look at New Zealand. Look at Australia locking down to, to stupid levels. And and still, if anything, they may be delayed or prolonged some of the issues. But this virus is so contagious, you can't stop it. It may only hit a small percentage of the population hard, but everyone will be exposed multiple times. And this small percentage becomes a significant number. We have hospitals that are full, no question. I don't think it's probably as bad in terms of how it hits people on a percentage basis as maybe what the original COVID-19 virus did, but because it is so contagious, it's not missing anyone. And when you don't miss anyone, you're going to fill some hospitals up. The good news is, Ryan, because of how contagious it is, the Delta variant has, has peaked, in my opinion. We're peaking in the U.S. right now. We may see another little spike when we we move indoors for cold weather and everybody's gathering indoors, but for the most part, We're peaking, and the numbers are just now starting to come down, and that's a good thing. And we predicted this because it's that contagious, and now that means we've got everybody that's either vaccinated or has natural antibodies. I I would venture to guess at this point in the United States, we're probably 80 to 90% either exposed or vaccinated, maybe even higher, probably higher. It'll be almost 100% within the next 30 days, and that's a good place to be. The only downside to it is, and I hope it's not real. I saw a report come out earlier today that there was another variant that was resilient to the vaccine. What variant is that? They, I don't even know what the name is. They said they found it in 32 countries. Oh, good. And that's depressing. I mean, that is, I was kind of excited that Delta spikes, goes away fast, gone. Just be gone. So that that's where I'm at. I don't mean to dwell on it, but it's 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 not good in some parts of the country right now. And I feel for those people. But the good news is it did. It is going to give everybody some natural immunity. If you don't have the vaccination, we we should be in really good shape as long as there's not a variant that comes along that's that much different. Did you hear about Mister Podcast America has the Rona? I did not. Yeah, Rogan has the Rona, and he's taking ivermectin. Yeah, I I still take my weekly dose of ivermectin. But like, he's getting bashed for telling the world that he took ivermectin. <laughs> he's probably. Yeah, I, I imagine that wasn't the most popular, mm. but it, it, there there are plenty of studies out there. I, I can assure you, as long as we don't drink a lot of ivermectin, that there is no downside, and I think the upside's probably pretty clear, but they, they are kind of bashing on ivermectin. I still don't know how the Fear Factor dude has like the most popular podcast in America, but okay, next. I um, have not listened to much of it. I haven't either. Um, one more thing, real, or a couple more things real quick. The University of Madison has a welcome back barbecue, Ryan. You want to know what they, 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 the, who they welcome back and who it was held for? People of color for those that self-identify as such. So their welcome back barbecue, you had to be a person of color or at least identify as that to go to their barbecue. These Wait, things just blow my so mind. So now you can identify as a person of color even if you're yes. not a person of I color. I think as long as you identify, you could have went and got you some barbecue. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know what? Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Okay. Just amazing to me. Can I point out the irony and also like the racial undertones in that right there? A person of color or a person that identifies as a person of color and they went to a barbecue. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to leave that there. At the University of Madison. I'm just going to leave <laughs> yes. that there. Okay. Now, there, did I, and, and I don't remember where, maybe you would remember the, the, the restaurant owner that put a sign up that if you were a Biden supporter, please turn around. No, I didn't, but I want to go eat there. <laughs> and I think it'll increase their business. And you know what? If you're a business owner, I am fully in favor that you can refuse to serve anyone you want. By doing so, you may suffer consequences that people may not be happy and may not partake in your business. But 
if you own that business, you ought to have the right to do what you want. Here, here's an example. What about the bakeries, Ryan, that refuse to make a cake for a gay wedding? You know what? That happens all I, the time. Yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with it. If they don't want to, then go somewhere else. Why would you exactly. want to? Why would give you them want money? somebody to make yeah. you a cake? That, that I never. I've when totally that first confused. came out, that was the stupidest principle. I was like. That's the bakery's choice to do that, but it's also the the gay population's choice, or anybody that that thinks that's crazy to not support them. It's it's real simple. Yeah, very, I've very never simple. understood why. I was like, then just go somewhere else. Like, yeah, why why give them your money? Just uh, okay. One last thing, and we're way long. Oh no, okay, I, so, have, I have something. Oh, you too, have some. You go, yeah, you go ahead. I, I've got a pretty important one here. So it, uh, it's a sad, and, I, and I, this came to my attention. I think a couple days ago. It's a sad day for the Howard County State Champion Livestock Evaluation Team in Maryland. The Howard County Central Office has declared the trip to the national contest to compete in the national FFA contest to be a field trip, and field trips are not allowed this fall. So this team that wins their state title, as of right now, cannot go participate in the state the national FFA contest. This you is the first the one I've heard. I do. I get in my own car and I'd go. And go. Yeah, I I understand it. So if we've got anybody, our listeners in Maryland, please reach out to Howard County administrators, explain the value of this event. This is, this is ridiculous. And I'm afraid we're going to hear more and more of this. And I'm, I'm worried about some of these competitions and some of these events, the next 60 plus days, maybe there's going to be some cancellations, Ryan. I don't like saying that. And I don't think they should be because again, nothing we do is going to stop you from being exposed to the Delta variant. It just does not matter. So you may as well live a normal life. I, I don't think that I will have ever lived a normal life, but I think you should live your life, whatever <laughs> Close, it is. Closer to normal. How's that? Whatever it is, whatever you consider normal. Okay, you what, go what, do for you have for, what do you have for updates and current events? Yeah, well, I want to bring out like one thing. And again, it just goes to show what a travesty our president is. But like, and I'm, I don't know if everybody known it, but like when he went to, be there when the 13 dead oh. military personnel from Afghanistan flew back to Dover. I think it was Dover. Anyway, yeah, he's like greeting the families and all the stuff, and he keeps checking his watch. And like several of those families have spoke out on national TV. Not only did they think that was rude, but very strongly spoke out. Oh yeah, also about what that he didn't wasn't didn't have any interest in their son or daughter that, you know, gave their life for America. All he wanted to talk about was his kid. I was like, oh, my God. And I, I saw three families that, that talked about that. Yeah, three of 13. Yeah, when he was walking away, one of them asked a question, and he had his back to him. He kind of threw his arm up. It just unbelievable. Just, I'm, I'm again, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around any of it. I really can't. No, it's just, but I had to bring that up. And then. Oh, and, and go ahead. BTRJLA updates. Well, that's okay, where I was going. That. Okay. We that's can't where I was that. going. I thought maybe we're going back Jesus. to Biden. No, I'm over Biden for now. <laughs> okay. So if y'all didn't know, on Friday, we launched the Beyond the Ring Junior Livestock Association, the first over national, nationwide, all species. Junior Livestock Association. And so you can go to the podcast Facebook and watch the Facebook Live. Um, we are having another one Friday. Me and Callie here from live from Cahill. And we're going to go over lots of stuff Friday at 7. And you will be able to type questions in and maybe Callie can read some of those. Right. Yes. You can ask questions. I don't know if we'll get to all of them. We're going to try to. But uh, we're going to give updates and do all kinds of stuff. But I just want to say the response has just been amazing. Dale doesn't like the response, but the response have, has I been have, amazing. I have, it has been overwhelming. I mean, Dale doesn't like being I, a sex for Terry. No, it's it's like you feel bad because you can't. We, we have not. You realize we have not gotten back to everybody. That bothers me. Uh, it, I'm tr- I'm home now. I am going to. I am mean. Okay. But it has just been. In the first less than 24 hours, we had shows from Idaho to West Virginia. I don't know. It's crazy. Still crazy. The people that are helping us with all the stuff that Dylan and I can't do are working their little fingers to the bone. And we will have information about how to sponsor. 
within a couple of days on the website, on social media, because I've had a lot of people that want to sponsor. Everybody is asking about a show calendar, and we are going to work on, I, I promise you, before October 1st hits, that's when we start taking memberships, there will be a show calendar. But here's the one thing I want to tell you guys. We will get shows sanctioned all year long. They only have to be in 30 days before the show. So, like, we could sanction a show on December 31st of 2022 up until, you know, the very last month, like December 1. So, when you see this list, there's going to be a lot. But I just want to remind everybody that shows will sanction continuously throughout this process. Yeah, it'd be great if everybody sanctioned that first month that knew where they're going to be. That's, but that, that doesn't, but there's that's gonna not going to be shows that weren't even invented yet. Yes, true. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like. So keep checking back to the show calendar. And right, I, hopefully I that's going to be a real nice central place to, to kind of map out the shows you're going to. I love it. But, uh, and again, it's $50 per species per kid. And the one thing that I'm going to say here, because several people have asked me, the kid gets points, not the animal. I just want everybody yes. to clear it is the kid charlie brown is the one that's getting the points not charlie brown's maintainer heifer so we do not have to try to keep it would be impossible to keep right it's not it's It's not keeping track points on the animals keeping track of points of kids so and you can show in a different region than where you're at and it's that's right if as long you can go you, you could live in alaska and show in california and you know what if it's a sanctioned show you're going to get points at the national level, you're going to get points at the regional level. And if your state has a statewide program, an R association, and again, that depends on how many members that state has, then you would get points at the state level too. So it does not matter where you show. If you show at a BTRJLA sanctioned show, you're going to get credit for it. Regardless what region you live in, where it's at, whatever, you get the points for it. Perfect. Yes. I love it. Yes. The response, thank you for all of those that have reached out to us. It is a little overwhelming, but thank you. Dale loves being a sex secretary. He thinks no, that he's going to quit his no. day job and become that because he enjoys I've it got, so much. I've got a little thing now. I just a little little copy and paste call, Ryan. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the main topic? Yes. Not gonna this be a is Ryan's topic. main topic. That's Ryan's main topic. Oh, see, when it's not popular, you throw that shit on me. Well, when no. You, when you think it's going to be popular, you're like, this was my time. I'm like, no, bitch, it wasn't. And then you're like, oh, well, no, yes, it was. You've yeah. had this one for a long time. It's been setting on the books, and, and it's a good one. I think it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. Leasing of show stock. Yes. Does it happen? So I just want to, like, put this out there. And, again, I'm going to ruffle a whole lot of feathers, and that's fine. This is the real thing. <laughs> it does happen. This is not made up. This is not – and. It's out there. It happens and whatever. And I'm going to be real honest. I am not against it. I don't think it's cheating. I don't think it's any of those things like that. But th- this is the thing. And there are advantages to it. And there are disadvantages to it. And I just think that we need to, like, talk about those things and talk about that it actually does happen more. All right. Wait, wait, wait. You said something about it's not cheating. I don't think it's cheating. You're missing one thing. The show rules state you are to own the animal, not lease or borrow the animal. And I don't think it's cheating. And you want to understand why I think it, don't think it's cheating? Please. First off, that rule is unenforceable. <laughs> so therefore, it shouldn't be a rule. And guess Secondly, what? We could we could we could spend a dollar for it and get that two dollars back at the end, and, and that fits the technicality. I'm assuming. Secondly. When that animal is shown at the show that says the rule, it's in that exhibitor's name. By the papers? If there are papers, yes. I don't think people lease market animals that much that I know of. Well, no, I've never but heard it, of that, but like well, in your breeding animals pretty much all yeah. have papers. No, your crossbred gilts, all of your does. Oh, your okay. That, okay, no, I get what you're saying. No, yeah, no, you're no. right, you're right. Yeah, I get yeah, it. You're, you're right. One time. And what? So is that cheating then years. if you show a weather dam that's leased? I don't think so. I really no, don't. I don't. I mean, in all reality, Ryan, it's a technicality that they could give them a ten dollar bill and say I own the animal and and sell it. But I mean, that it. You're right. It's it's. I I like to take the other side, but it's unenforceable. Period. It is. Un, it is an, an unenforceable rule. And again, I I think there are advantages and disadvantages to it. But like, 
Some of the advantages, people aren't going to like what I say, and that's fine, but this is what it is. When you lease an animal, more times or not that you, you're you spending a certain amount of money, and some people have more money to spend, whatever, all that doesn't matter. But, like, it is cheaper to lease one, and you get a higher quality animal because you're just leasing it. Now, I I think that's a good thing. People will not like that. <laughs> It's it's a it's a true thing, and and a, and sometimes we call it a lease. Sometimes there's no money involved whatsoever. They just they just take the animal, show it, and bring it back. Yeah, well, I mean that that happens too, but that works well for the breeder too because that animal goes out there and wins. It promotes his herd, his genetics, all this other stuff. Agreed. And if it does well, and I, and I'll come in. I think each breeder just just like anything else, that's your choice if you want to do that. I think that, and, and we've, we, we get approached on a regular basis. Well, do you lease does? And for the most part, I've allowed a couple does to go out to trusted families locally that, that are close enough. We can keep an eye on them usually as a pin mate, if they just bought a single weather or maybe a, a young exhibitor that wants to see if they, they want to get involved in, in showing goats, this has been limited and it certainly was never in direct competition with any animals, does that we sold. We don't sell a lot locally. But my issue as a breeder, I'm not going to send a lease female out that's in direct competition with those families that purchased a female. That is not a good way to do business. Why would a family buy a show female if they had to compete against the lease females that the breeder's keeping? That That's where I'm at on it. I just, to me, I, I in good conscience, I couldn't sell a bunch of does, let's say for OYE, and then send a doe out to somebody that's going to go and, and beat those that we sold. That that doesn't make sense. I'm, well, I don't I, think that's I'm not a good telling, idea either. But like, I don't. No, I'm not, think and, that, and I don't care what. That's their choice. If they want to do that, that's fine. I just think it's a bad business move under some situations. What you just said is right. Like, if you selling a bunch of them, then you probably don't need to like lease out the better ones to people, etc. But every breeder can do what's worse for them. I, I am more interested in talking about the positives and the negative for the children, not the breeders, Dale, but go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do think there is many positives on this because like I said, you can get a higher quality animal for cheaper amount of investment. And whether people know this or not, there's a lot of families and exhibitors that don't have room to keep 20 sows after their show career is over or, you know, a dozen cows or I don't know. They don't have land. They don't have space for that. And so that's another attribute positive for leasing these breeding animals is if you don't have space for them, they go back to the breeder. And a lot of times these, these deals are worked out where you have an interest in the progeny or you can show the first, KF or, you know, whatever. There's lots of different ways these things go down. But it's not like you just hand it over X number amount of money for a show pony and then you don't get anything back. That's not how they most of them work. Some of them do work that way, but not all of them. No, and I think anytime we can get animals into exhibitors' hands, that's all positive. And and this, there's no question there's more animals being shown, more exhibitors showing stock because of leasing. Yeah, no, I mean... Again, this just like makes sense in so many ways because I never got the opportunity to lease anything when I was a kid. We always bought ours, and so I should be against this, but I'm not. But like, I understand breeders not wanting to sell every single one of their very best animals. Like, you've got to keep stuff back so you can continue to improve your herd. That's common sense, correct, Dale? Correct, but how do you justify sending one of those out when you've already sold others? That's my my hang. I'm not I'm not opposed to the I think the technicality of the rule or any of those things. My opposition or from a personal standpoint, again, I don't care what other breeders do. I just I there is not a situation where I could let more than one or two does out that wouldn't be out there competing against some that I sold. And that just that that does not work. I, that that is gonna upset those those other people that bought in my opinion no so i don't i don't know how it works unless you're not i i don't know i don't understand how breeders can can make it happen again i don't know how every single individual breeder does it but like here's the scenario for you so what if all of these animals 
were priced for sale and nobody bought that one because he had priced it too high or she had priced it too high because they wanted to keep it back. Isn't it fair to lease that one then? Not when somebody else had to purchase another one that they're going to have to compete against. I, I, if I, I'm going to turn it around. I'm the exhibitor, the family buying the animals. If I come in and buy maybe not the best one because it was too expensive, I'd buy the third or fourth pick. And okay, I'm going to Hawaii or wherever. And all of a sudden, that one that I really like that I couldn't afford shows up, and I know it's a leased heifer or whatever it is, it bothers me. I don't think that you're wrong in that. But again, if you had the opportunity to buy that one and you didn't, I, I, I see both sides. I'm just saying. If I would have the option to lease it and I turned it down, then so be it. Have at it. Do whatever you want. But if I wasn't given that same opportunity the other family was on that better animal, I would be concerned. I'd be upset. Dale, you stay upset. It's a, it's, a, it's a logistical nightmare, in my opinion. That's why I just try to avoid it. And there are other reasons that I don't, because I'm a little bit particular about things. And if they don't do things exactly as I would, whether it's right or wrong, I'm probably going to have anxiety issues. Dale, you have anxiety issues every Daily. single day of your life about Daily. multiple things. But And we're going to work on getting that medication. Remember, I talked <laughs> about that the other day. So you just don't think there's any positives to this at all, is what you're saying? If, you if, think no, it's wrong? I think, I think, no, I think from the from – the, Well, I, you I haven't said more, one thing positive about I it. I told you I think if we – I think because of it, we have more animals being exhibited and we have more exhibitors getting into the ring. I think that's all positive. Here's a scenario. Let's say that I lease an animal to California and I didn't sell any to that state, then that's perfectly fine. So there's a, as long as it's not going to compete against ones that I sold, I think it's great. But I, I just, there's that conflict that a leased animal competing against one that that same breeder sold. That's my, that is my only conflict I have. And I'm not going to send out our best ones that I'm keeping back. Almost everything we keep back goes into a donor program. And to get these animals across the show ring, we usually have to get them pretty fat and the last time I checked, there's a, a correlation between fat and lack thereof fertility. Mm. So for me, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. You can't let those elites out. We we keep ours sale barn thin is what we call it. When people walk by them, they don't even realize they're donors. But guess what? <laughs> by keeping them that thin, they generate really well. So now what you're saying is you trick your people that come to your house. <laughs> no, just I'm saying that anything we keep back as replacements, we do not feed very hard. We just don't. They stay really thin all of their life. And and we'll push them into those, push the feed intake and energy intake into the flush. But for the most part, if you, you would walk by them, and I'm just telling you, a skinny goat, no matter how good it is, it will not look good. Well, we know what doesn't get fed at Del Hummel's house now yes, is donors. Yes. <laughs> it seems a little crazy, but it's the truth. So, very little feed. Very little feed. Very little so feed. I, I think just, there's I think there's a lot. I mean, and you talked about the promotion. If if I leased a doe to somewhere in California and won the California State Fair Weather Dam, that's great advertisement. There, there's there's good in it. I just have a hard time navigating the logistics of it. Well, Dale, we're glad that not everybody thinks like you. No, and I, I think others should lease away. Do whatever they want. Don't lease. I'm not trying to tell anybody else what to do. I'm just saying <laughs> that is my issue. Is that the only issue that you have tonight, Dale? Or is there some no, others that you would like to and and, it, a, and a little a little bit of the technicality that, that you're supposed to own them, but I realize that is not enforceable, and it is a technicality, and they could get around that legally by just saying yes i i mean i paid a dollar whatever amount of money for it and i get that <laughs> yeah. and that's fine I, that that doesn't concern me as much now that dale has bashed everything that our little project <laughs> <laughs> no i'm dead it was about what species do you think we see more leasing in honestly hogs i think i, I think so just maybe because there's more, obviously there's more numbers born in those litters and and so forth but now, yeah i don't i don't know why but i would i would agree with that I, I I think that a lot of those gilts that go to those big summer shows and stuff like that, I just think I just think there's a higher percentage in that deal. I mean, you know, you've gone on about leasing does and stuff like that. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know how prevalent that is in the goat world. I, I know there's a lot of leased heifers. I mean, yeah. there just is. And again, and it's for the reason that I said earlier, a lot of those breeders do want those back in and like you know, I get your gripe, but some of these would never be or aren't for sale. And Correct. I'm not. And so they lease them. The kids show them. They get them back. It all works for both sides. I 
And on a lot of those programs, Dale, they're not selling to junior members. I know lots of people that won't sell one to a junior, but will lease one to a junior. Yeah, no, that works. No, I, I see there there are logistical ways. And you mentioned the goat. I, I don't obviously there's does that are leased in the goat world, but I think it's oh, there's stuff leased less. in every species. Yeah. I just. I think there's less in the goat world, and and the reason for it is I think we're still on such a steep climb. We've been breeding less generation for show goats that those elite ones are so valuable. You don't really want to. I I don't want to let them. I don't want to take any chances. Something's going to happen because I want to go to the next generation with them. I think there's more progress being made more rapidly because we haven't been doing it as long. So consequently, breeders are holding a little tighter to them. That's my only <laughs> possible logic in it. No, and I. It's perfectly fine. I, I just think the thing is that, like, the reason that I wanted to bring this topic up, and we've got way off where I was going with this because Dale had to do his little tirade. But anyway, next. I believe I just, you asked me the question. I'll never do that again. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I think the thing is, is, like, I, I think there's some, there's still some people out there that, think this is taboo or we don't talk about it and it just happens and stuff like that. And like, I think that there are a lot of positives for both breeders and exhibitors in the leasing department. I think it's fine. I know that technically it's against rules of shows and stuff like that. Again, I don't believe in unenforceable rules, so I really don't care about that. I'm just going to be honest. I, I just think that if you can get, more kids involved with better quality animals, that's a win-win. Agreed. That's me, though. And we need to make sure that that least animal is in that, that person's care. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't – yeah. No, I, <laughs> I agree with that, of course, because that's another rule, too. But that one can be enforced. They can come check and see if your animal's at your house. But and you, No, you, you brought up a point that some people are, are opposed to this. And I, I can – I'm going to go to that county fair mentality. I'm going to tell you that – most county fairs, let's use a pig show, for example, if there's a really good guilt that comes in there and people know she's leased and she wins that show, those other people that bought from other breeders, not even the breeder maybe that, that leased this hog out, they're still upset about it because they had to go out and purchase one and somebody just came in with the leased one. So in, in essence, in their mind, I'm going to give you their perspective of it. It's not an even playing field. Could they have gone and done that? Yeah, assumably if they had the connections or knew where what breeders were leasing, but sometimes people don't know that, and and I think that's why they're upset about it. Is is wow, this isn't fair. They just got to lease a keeper guilt from breeder A, and we had to go out and buy ours. And how can we compete against that? I I get it. I see where the the issues are probably arising. No, and I'm my parents when I was showing, they always griped about it, and I guess I didn't care. I'm just still today. I was like, well, you know what? We'll just go buy a better one. So that was my theory, my mentality on it all. But again, I just, I think that this is something that it needed to be addressed because it does happen whether people want it to or doesn't want it to and whatever And your stance on that's fine. Everybody gets to have their own opinion as of now in America mm -hmm. still that may change in a week, but right now we all still get to have our own opinions. And I, and I, and I, I told you, I don't, I just don't, I, I don't do this. So I don't know, but what, what, and maybe you, maybe you'll under, be able to answer this. What, what happens? Whose responsibility is what happens if that thing dies or gets sick or is there a Most, standard that was that one of the, go by? That was one of the things that I was going to bring up. And I think this is something that protects the breeder and the exhibitor. Most of the people that I know that have done this, they have to like get insurance on the animal in case something happens and you know they die or whatever else, then that way it's covered. And you know what that insurance also does? A legal form of ownership. Yes, you're right. I didn't even think so, about it. So that all way. of a sudden we're we're legal again. So I'm feeling I didn't a even better. think about it. See, Dale, you're just adding yeah. more and more to this. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, I can see both sides. Positive Dale really negative. doesn't like leasing, is what he's saying. No, I, I don't. Sign. It doesn't work logistically for me, but I it doesn't concern Dale, me whatsoever. There are whatsoever. so many things that do not work in your world that works in other people's worlds. Agreed. I, and, that's a whole nother podcast, though. <laughs> and if it works, the for inner another workings of Dale Hummel's mind. 
Oh, my. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like getting vaccinated. If it works for you, go ahead and get vaccinated. If it doesn't work for you, don't. It's perfectly your choice, all your choice. Um, I, I am not going to impose my beliefs on somebody else. It, there you go. I, and again, I'm not against it. I just haven't found a way to make it work. If I can um, make it work and it was all good, I would do it. I, I do think that there are some drawbacks that we need to like bring up. And so, again, you are going to sp- I mean, I don't think most people do this for free. There is a fee to lease these animals in most cases, and so you're putting that in there. there's some that are for free. Or if they bought a high-dollar market animal, you throw the the lease in, or you throw the The more Okay, I'm not saying they're not any for free. I think there's a higher portion of people that pay to lease an animal than just— I'm curious because I don't know. What what kind of going rate are we talking about here? I have no idea. I mean, it's different. I mean— I, I well, isn't isn't very- insurance on an animal for six months like ten or twenty percent of the the declared value? It's high. I know. Yeah, it's high. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's going to be. See, this is where I was going. I was like saying you're going to have an investment in probably the lease fee, insurance, the feed, all this other stuff. And so, if you are doing these deals and you are leasing them, I would just suggest that. You try to get something back out of it at the end besides just show rights. Like you could either buy a f- flush of that individual, you know, have rights to show progeny from it. If you something good came out of it, you know, there's lots of different ways that you could still m- get some monetary value back out of this. So just be careful when you're setting up the agreement and all that other stuff because. A lot, I do know a lot of people that just went into this and, you know, they did this and then all the feed and all the insurance and all the stuff. And at the end, they didn't feel like they got their money's worth. So if you are going to, if this is something that interests you or you're thinking about it, just when you go talk to that breeder and all that stuff, find out what they normally do. Uh, this is kind of like when you go buy one, you know, do your research, look at other options, all that other kind of stuff. but. Uh, just know that when you go into it, that you are going, it, it's expensive regardless. Uh, every, feed is expensive, people. We know this. <laughs> and so just make sure that both sides are going to be happy in the end because you don't want hard feelings. No, agreed completely. And, and that's going to happen sometimes. But our listeners out there, I want to make sure that they, they're clear or, or we are clear. Please do not take this wrong that we're we're encouraging or discouraging i guess ryan's encouraging in, in essence but we're not i didn't we're not encourage trying to promote. i just <laughs> said that i don't i personally do not see anything wrong with it yes and, and I, i'm coming at it from i have never point. leased it's, an animal in my life to a kid anything never but so what i'm getting at is it's happening and, and it is happening on a, on a large scale so that is why we're addressing it and right. there is good and bad there's both sides of it yeah. Absolutely both sides. My my other issue, Ryan, and, and you can only imagine, I just don't feel comfortable with somebody else having that valuable of a breeding piece in their care when and, and traveling. To sh- <laughs> There's just more things that can go wrong. I'm out. Put them in a little little <laughs> bubble shelter or barn and a little padded pin and you leave them be. You said you're out, but you said you've done this before. And, and a couple like local Illinois, we don't sell hardly any goats in Illinois, so we have had a couple does in Illinois that went to local homes that we can check on that and and they weren't they weren't our donor females or anything like that so and and I did not receive any so money then why did you them, lace so. them if you weren't didn't want to keep them why didn't you just sell one them? of them one of them was because they didn't have a feeding a feeding <laughs> mate we we were going to keep them but they weren't our lead our lead donors they were does we'd bring back and breed natural oh. ones that we we did didn't go in the sale but they weren't the the, the absolute elites and and it was more so as a feeding buddy than than anything else they did chose not to buy Aww. two weathers or, or didn't have the budget to buy two weathers or, or whatever it may be so and, and again i'm not a, i'm not necessarily opposed to it i just haven't found that that route in, in in how it can work without offending the people that actually buy them that's that's my issue well anybody that plan. has a successful lease send sale program please call dale and tell him how he can get this <laughs> right in his i head. don't believe there is <laughs> i don't think it works for me Maybe I guess if okay. I, as long as I lease to states that we don't sell at, but that's pretty hard to control. 
So I don't know. I, I like I like discussing it. I think it's I think it's gonna I think there's a lot of people out there that probably are unaware of the number of animals that are actually being leased. I wouldn't even know what the percentage was, but I would think it would be higher than what I don't most either. people think. I think I think fewer goats, I think pigs are the highest, cattle and sheep. I I don't know, maybe a wash. Right, Ryan, you would know better than I. Are there a lot of of high end show heifers that are being leased? Uh huh. Okay, I'm not, I'm unaware. I, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming. Yes, there, there are, are, but I, I there don't. are. Okay, I'm just telling you there are. <laughs> Got it. And even going to like a junior national, that's normally where the high end ones go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if you have one that you spent, let's say you you bought your heifer for thirty, forty, fifty thousand, and a <sighs> lease heifer comes in and beats you, that doesn't doesn't concern you. I think it's. I think there are things in the stock show industry that are just reality, and th- this is a reality, and that's why I wanted to bring it up and talk about it. This, this is a reality. This takes place. It happens, whether we like it or we don't like it. It's out there. It's part of the process. And again, I, it's never going to change because it's unenforceable. You, you, I mean, it is. Now, the more we, the more we talk about this out loud, I'm starting to become more opposed to it. Oh my God! Here we go. If I went out and bought a Angus female for a significant amount of money, actually, thank you, podcast thing. listeners. We'll see you next week because Dell's fixing to go on a tirade. I can feel no, it. I, I can just, hear I'm it. I'm starting to think that I, I understand the feeling for those that are purchasing it, having a little bit of sour taste in their mouth by getting beat by one that's leased. And again, I'm not telling a breeder to lease or not. I don't care. You do whatever works for you. But I, I think it's, I think there's, there's going to be a little bit of a of a bad taste in people's mouth over it. That's probably why there's not a little sign over their <laughs> stall that says least or owned when you understand, go to these shows. Understand, understand. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I would, I mean, if you, if you have a breeder approach you and say, Hey, I want your kid to show this one. And, and it's a great one. There's not a lot of people going to turn that down. If that, that lease number isn't very high. I, I get it. I, I completely get it. No. And again, I'm not, I didn't bring this up to like say, go leash your animal. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I think it's real. I think there are positives. And just like everything else, there are negatives. And Dale has brought out all of those and is coming up with more and more by the second. So Sometimes when you talk through things, it just happens that way. <laughs> Do you need another I, five minutes to come up no, with I'm, another negative? I, no, nope. I'm good. <laughs> I, I actually was kind of getting excited about question and answer. Oh kind of getting God. bored with the leasing topic and, and getting excited about question and answer. At least he didn't bust a blood vessel. Do you have any any final comments on leasing before before I hope I hope the next county fair you go to, I hope I hope the parents come up to you and, and shame you into being Shame me? Yes. Shame Why you would they into, shame into, me, Dill? <laughs> for for promoting leasing animals. I didn't promote it. I said no. it happens. I think you promoted it more than I did. Well Dale. I'm not even going to use that because, yes, that, that would be correct. Uh, I guess I, because I said that I see positives in it. That, yeah. in, all ser- in all seriousness, I can see both sides of it, guys. Do whatever you want to do. And it is good that we're talking about it because I think our listeners need to realize it is happening and it's probably happening more than, than a lot of people realize. And it, it is just part of it that Ryan is right. It's reality and it is what it is. And I'm sure it's in some cases pretty well structured and there's, this is how much you're going to insure it for this, how much you're going to pay me. And I get the firstborn progeny or, or whatever it may be. So it's happening. And, and there are, there are, I, I'm going to go back to any time we can get people involved in showing livestock. That's a good thing. In leasing animals is going to get more kids involved and put more animals in the ring. That's a good thing. We talked about all the time right now in our world, we have the, this, this younger generation that's more about entitlement than personal responsibility. And I think by putting them through the stock show arena, there's nothing better that's going to build some of that character, such as personal responsibility and some of the other things. So there is plenty of positive to it, but there is some negative. Agreed. Question and answer. Sponsored by Pope Joy Livestock. Are you ready? Uh, About Pope Joy Livestock? No, about the question and answer. Or aren't you going to say anything about your friends from Pope, Pope Joy Livestock? Livestock Transportation? They, they, the you are just trans- the most terrible person. A lot of the, in the history. At of least the I, world. at least I re, at least I remembered this week. A Sponsored lot of these by haulers, Pope Joy Livestock. Question is, 
Okay, was so a lot of the, a lot of the livestock glowing owners, advertisements. A lot of them slow down over the summer months, and they're starting to pick back up. And and the reason I remembered this one is I got a text earlier saying the, that he was making a trip to I think Oklahoma this week, and everything's going to start picking back up, and we'll start sending pigs south, and the trailers are going to be moved. It's going to be a lot easier to find rides. But if you're looking for that ideal transit, Pope Joy Livestock would be a great one to look at because they sponsor this program and want to educate the youth out there in our industry how was that was that better that's much better so next week I, I, did you, could you not tell I'm, I'm i'm trying to get to question and answer i have questions so next week ladies and gentlemen we'll be bringing on a third person on our podcast that does nothing but the advertisement announcement <laughs> yes dale is literally the worst <laughs> i am if i if i remember it it's sometimes a little short and, and i would say oh. i forget it 90 percent of the time Thank you, Boxel. Thank you, Pope Joy Livestock, for letting Dale go off on tirades about leasing this week. I appreciate it yes, so much. Yes, I bet they're going to be excited about sponsoring this episode. <laughs> okay, Hayden has a question for you. Hayden, I am a longtime fan. I would like you all's input. Can you tell it's, it's maybe a Texan? Maybe uh, an Okie? Uh, I'd like your all's input. I didn't know how to spell you all's until now. Y-A-L-L. Yep, with apostrophe S. Yes. I would like your all's input on the mentality it takes to be great instead of good in the stock show industry. I understand it takes hard work and the right livestock, but there is a level to where it takes a major step forward to win on the big stage. So his question is, how do you, what does, I'm confused. I would like your all's input on the mentality it takes to be great instead of good in the stock show industry. I understand it takes hard work and the right livestock, but there is a level to where it takes a major step forward to win on the big stage. Um, it's a really hard question. That's a hard one. That's why. That's why I want. That's why I wanted to get to it. I thought it might kind of. It's, get it's a really hard question. I guess I don't know of like some barrier that you have to break or anything like that. I, I think what he stated was right. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes the right animal. Uh, it takes an excellent daily care and feeding regimen, all of those things, I think I think more now than ever, and again, people won't like this, I think it is, on the major level, it is literally finding the one for whoever the judge is. I, 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 it I, is. I, it's, it's matching the judge. There's a lot. It is li- there's a lot yeah. to that right there. It and, is. Uh, it just because it's that competitive, you have right. to tweak that direction. And again, no I, I'm not saying that. And I, why I say that even more is I don't think everyone in the industry, even some of the competitive, more competitive people, have the knowledge that even if they know the judge, they know what to buy for that person. And so that's why I think it's even more that that is, and it becomes a, a a bigger advantage for those that do understand it, right? And then again, there is a luck element involved in everything in life. That's going to be there. And yes, I think a lot of it, you make your own luck. I'm not going to say you don't, but there is a luck element. And then whether you want to admit it or not, there's a political element to it. Agreed. So this is a terrible answer to a very good question because I can't (laughs) give him, I can't give him, you know, some Pollyanna rainbows and butterflies, you know, formula. To get that there, because it's it, it's not. It's multifaceted and right. very challenging. What I can tell you, Hayden, is once you win one of those national shows, that your confidence level that you can do it again inherently is going to make it easier. And once you've done that, you probably have your feeding and a lot of things in place and really established. And once you reach that level, then you just have to tweak a little bit. So. I guess for me, I'm never saying it's easy to win a national show, but once you prove to yourself you can do it, you stop second guessing everything you do and you just go forward with confidence. And that that confidence is going to go a long ways. Yeah, I agree with that too. And then I'm going to bring up something that you're not going to want me to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Then just don't. Don't. No, I'm going to because it's the truth. So there is also an element of this that after you've won that national show, more people are going to pay attention to you and you're going to get that second look from almost every single no, judge. No, I, this, I'm, I'm going to agree a hundred percent with this one. No question. So absolutely. And I'm not saying every judge out there, 
but it, it is part mm-hmm. of it. It is part of it. Hayden, I hope that helps you a little bit. That was a great question, Hayden. I'm sorry that I could not give you a formula or a real, you know, rainbows and butterfly answer to it. But I just And on the next one, can I can I take the opposite of whatever you decide to take just for the record? <laughs> yeah, that's all you've done since we started last <laughs> weekend. Okay. After okay. we got off the podcast, all you did was take the opposite of me throughout the okay, show and all week long. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Nathan has a question. Uh-huh. Here is a question slash scenario for Dale and Ryan. When evaluating market animals at a county fair, you have an animal that is structurally correct but not finished, parentheses for a terminal show, and another that is finished but structurally flawed, in parentheses, possibly broke behind the shoulder and bad feet. Which do you choose to place higher and why? Okay, I'm going to make sure I get this right. So we've got one that's good structured, but not quite finished. And then we got one that's terrible structured, but fat. For a terminal show, yes. Right. Yeah, well, this is going to be different for everybody. And uh, Dale's probably going to take the opposite on me. But it, it would all depend on the degree of how far were they off from being what... I consider to be correctly finished. And here's something about finished folks that like, I I don't care what animal it is or anything like this. None of us have a crystal ball that judge. And so we can't look into it like Swami and say, Oh, I handled this one and I think it's got this much finished. So therefore if genetics allow and all this other stuff happens, this one will grade choice or all this or whatever it is. That doesn't what happen. What did you say? You you talked about a quality grade. What does that have to do with the show ring? It doesn't, but that's what people think. I mean, people think that when you hand <laughs> and you know God. that's right. I prefer to use a term like that. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm just saying, but you don't know that's true. The fattest one out there could be like not even close. We're using correlate. We're using correlations to rib fat and marbling. They do exist. Is it an absolute? No, no, but the rib fat to marbling. Yes, there are correlations to that, but there also marbling is more highly influenced by way more genetic factors that you can't even see or handle <laughs> I, or anything. I, I, all I'm saying is we're, we tradition states that we're going to go ahead and go back <sighs> to the correlation. You're probably Next. better off with a fat, if we have more rib fat, you're probably going to have a higher quality grade. If you have less, you'll probably be lower. Joe is it, makes is my it head hurt. absolute? No, no, no. Okay, which one are you going to use? Okay, can I finish? But please, literally, we're please. talking about finish. Can I finish? So it is going to be based when I am out there sorting. It will be based on the degree of how close, how far off is that one from its terminal end, and how bad structured is the one that's fat. I will tell you that there is not a doubt in my mind that at least 90% of the time, unless this thing is bare, completely bare, Rib I'm probably going to go with the sounded structured one. And that's easy. And, Fat you know and what, crippled Ryan? just doesn't sound good to me in any, gonna, any I'm, scenario. I'm, I'm just going to put I, that out there. I am going to shortcut this for you. It is a whole lot easier to justify that good built one and, and the people on the outside, they don't know where that finish is and away you go. Great yeah. steer judges make them handle well. I don't remember who said They handle that, however, however, yeah, that right. they can handle. Yeah, we can justify yeah. anything with that handle. Because only 2% of the people in the crowd are going to actually handle that animal. But I don't <laughs> believe in that either. But I'm just saying... Fat and crippled does not sound appealing to me. There we go. It's a, it, but it does sound tasty. Oh, Jesus Christ. If we're going to put that baby, we're going to harvest that thing and put it in the freezer. Oh. I'm going all in. Oh. All, all in. And again, I think Ryan's right. This, this is, a, a Nathan, it's a little bit of a loaded question because without seeing them and know how far off we are in the degrees, it's hard to answer. But I have a feeling if, if I know Ryan well enough, he's going to grab the structurally correct one that's maybe not quite fat enough and say, this is a show, this is not a carcass contest. Yeah, and like I said, I said 90%. I mean, there may be like one, two, but whatever. But again, I just want to state for the record again, fat and crippled does not sound appealing to me in a show ring. Does not work for you at all. No. Are you ready for the final question and answer? Comes to us from Chris. Oh, Chris has a question. And this this one's too easy. Oh, good. 
how come at times I'm going to say we're didn't say you or I, but we're we're going to say we're, there there's no question they're addressing you on this one. How come at times you call yourself a sorter and then you call yourself a judge? Why not just judge? Is there a difference? As always, I enjoy listening to your podcast. Dale, I hope you're healing well. Dale is not healing well. His foot is not healing well. And more importantly, he is mentally not healing well. But the concussion's not going well. um, (laughs) It was obvious. Uh, The the term is interchangeable. It's the same thing. When they hire a judge, they hire them to sort stock. So sort or judge, it's literally an interchangeable term. It means the same thing. That was way too easy for you, wasn't it? Well, it's the truth. It is. No, exactly. But I, I can see it maybe confusing people. So No, I mean, Chris, I, get it, that I get why it. he's asking, but it is literally an interchangeable term. Sort or judge. I mean, it's it's the same thing. So I, I get why people may not understand that lingo or whatever or ever heard it before. But yeah, it's, it's an interchangeable term. And Ryan, since I did not do them justice before we end... Thank you to Boxel Manufacturing, Pope Joy, Livestock Transportation, and do not forget to tune in to Ryan and Callie Friday night, Facebook Live, 7 o'clock, Ryan? Is that yes, accurate? 7 o'clock, Central will, Daylight Time. Dale is not going in. to tune in. I'm no, going to no, be typing no, questions like crazy. No. It's going to be good. You're going to be busy being the BTRJLA sex secretary, so you won't have time to tune in. I don't know what I'm doing Friday night, but I, I will be watching. Oh, good. Watching, watching, watching. Ryan, this, yeah. I, think this, I think this leasing topic was different. How's that? <laughs> yeah, you, it was definitely different. I liked it though. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it wasn't we got that to stressful. argue more than normal, so you like it the most. But <laughs> until next week, please, please be safe. Y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs>